Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can find them anywhere you get podcasts. I also do a show in St. Louis Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time, 5 to 7 Vegas time. Uh, I've been doing something the last few months that I have not put on the podcast, and I realize I probably should. I've been doing a little video thing called Headlines with Heidi. And after I left my full-time morning radio show by choice, I had a lot of people email me, say, we miss you. You know, we want to hear what you have to say about this or that. So I started doing a little thing, just a video thing, Headlines with Heidi. I sit in my desk and I just talk about the headlines for 15 or 20 minutes every day. I post them on YouTube most days at the Heidi Harris Show YouTube page. But YouTube has been known to take them down if I criticize a politician or anything else. So you can find all of them at HeidiHarris.com. Now, initially, I was trying to have the podcast just be the podcast, you know, and my radio show just be the radio show. Well, I, you know, ain't nobody got time for that to separate all three. I don't have a staff. So what I'm going to start doing is I'll put segments of my live radio show on the podcast sometimes. I'll put interviews I do on the podcast sometimes. And I'll put my headlines with Heidi up there on the podcast, too. So it's just I'm doing all kinds of things. I might as well put it all on the podcast. And once again... Check HeidiHarris.com to find these. So here's my conversation. Headlines with Heidi, January 13th, 2022. Hey guys, how you doing? Glad you're here. I just watched Joe Biden's uh, COVID comments just moments before I turned on the microphone here this morning. What a disaster. First of all, the guy can't even get it out. I mean, the guy cannot get out a very short statement constantly, you know, messing up his words, can't talk. It's, it's embarrassing. And if his family, I've said this a hundred times, I'll say it again. If his family and the people around him cared at all about him, they would take him off the public stage, but they hate Kamala Harris. She's a disaster. She's worse than he is. So that's why we're stuck with them. Anyway, it was embarrassing. I'll try to post it later this morning. If I can find it online, it's interesting how some of these, these, uh, press conferences or comments you don't really find online because they're such disasters. And then, of course, his people immediately jumped in and tried to protect him from answering any questions. Just a reminder, President Trump was out there every single day, whether you like Trump or not. He was out there every single day answering questions from a snarling, uh, you know, seething press, 99% of whom hated him. He answered questions at the helicopter, at the podium, anywhere he was, he took their questions every single day. Every single day with no handlers, nobody getting in between him and the press. And Biden can't answer anything. I know you guys all get that, but it's crazy land. So I'll try to post that later. Biden basically wants everybody to get vaccinated, which is a joke because obviously you're still spreading it and catching it. And he also said that wearing a mask is your patriotic duty. <laughs> That's pretty scary stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I did see somebody on Twitter this morning who was a conservative guy who had been vaccinated, who of course has COVID. And he said, you know, vaxxed and boosted and this and that, and I have COVID. And people were all sympathetic toward him. Now, I don't know what the predilections were of everybody who, who was feeling sorry for him, but I can tell you nobody felt sorry for me when I got COVID. A lot of people, friends reached out, but people on the left were just vicious and nasty. Of course, when I got COVID, there was no vaccine. And I'm wondering if if you're a conservative and you get the vaccine, then people are going to say, oh, we hope you get better soon because you were a good little boy or girl. And you got the vax. And if you're a conservative and you don't get the vaccine, they tell you you deserve to die. I mean, yeah, if you, and you get COVID, you don't you deserve to die. It's basically what it comes down to. So if you're a good little boy or girl and you got the vaccine, then, you know, then they're going to have sympathy for you. Otherwise, no sympathy. It's a joke. I, I don't even know what to say other than what I've already said. OK, to me, the top story today 
locally in Vegas, that is. And by the way, don't forget to catch me on Sunday night. I have quite the weekend planned. You guys ready to hear my schedule for the weekend? So Sunday night, I'm doing my normal radio show in St. Louis. Okay. Five to seven Vegas time, seven to nine St. Louis time. Then I'm going to get up and I'm going to fill in for Mark Cox. You'll be appreciative of that. Amy, Amy, I, I know Amy's from St. Louis. Amy, you're going to love that. I'm filling in for Mark Cox on Monday. And then if that weren't enough, then I'm going to go fill in in South Carolina. So I'm going to do three shows in 14 hours in two different states. Woohoo! I'm excited. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'll take all day Tuesday to, uh, to uh, survive. Uh, Glenn Beck is sick with COVID. It's going to his lungs. Not good. Well, hopefully he got some ivermectin, Ellen. I don't know. So uh, I don't know. He's sick with COVID. Let me, let me look that up. I, I'm not doubting you, but uh, let me see if that's, oh, Glenn Beck. Okay. Hang on. Let me check. He's trending on Twitter. And you know, once again, I don't know if Glenn Beck got the vaccine. I heard the other day uh, about a friend of mine who uh, is a conservative. Well, I wouldn't say a friend of mine, a guy I used to work with who's a conservative guy. And I was stunned that he was all about the vaccine. I was kind of surprised at that. I'm not, you know, it just surprised me that he would be, I'm not going to mention his name because it doesn't, I don't want to trash other people. I don't do that. I trash politicians, but they work for us. I don't trash other people in my industry. I think that's tacky. Uh, even though some of them trash me. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Glenn Beck. Okay. What's happening with Glenn Beck? I'm looking this up. I don't know anything about this because I don't watch him. I like Glenn Beck. I'm not trashing him. You know, can I just be honest here, guys? I, I don't watch a lot of the right-wing people that you guys do, not because I don't think they're good, not because I don't think they're smart, not because I think I'm better. That's not it. It's just that they're not going to say anything that I haven't either said or thought. And I don't have time for that. I have time only to learn things I don't know. By the way, I'm reading a really good book this week. I just got this the other day at a thrift store. I had not heard of him. Terrence Williams is his name. He's got a million followers on Twitter, I've now found out. Comedian, I guess. I had not heard of him. But this is a really good book. Started reading this. See, I'd rather read this than watch somebody tell me what I already know on the right. So when I say I don't listen to these people, please don't think that I'm criticizing them or, you know, I'm not afraid to criticize people. I just think it's tacky in the business, but I'm not saying I'm better than they are. I'm just saying they're going to not say anything I haven't said or thought or whatever, or I don't already know. So I don't have um, a lot. Anyway, um, Jackie, he put, he's funny. This guy, Terrence. Yeah. The book is really good because he was a foster child. He's got horrific stories. And I didn't know who he was until I got this book at the thrift store. And I went, that looks pretty good. Wow. I'm trying to finish it today if I get some time. Okay. Um, all right. So a couple other things here. Uh, who, Glenn, I'm looking for Glenn Beck here. I don't know what it's, hang on. I don't know why Twitter's not working. It seems to be frozen. Ugh. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to bother with it. Get distracted on that. He's using ivermectin and Regeneron. Well, there are questions about Regeneron. Ivermectin. Okay, well, good. I hope Glenn Beck's fine. I don't know if he got vaccinated or not because I don't listen to him. So did he? I don't know. And by the way, you know, th those of you who get vaccinated and, and, you know, nothing wrong with that. But if you get COVID, then what? We're supposed to make fun of you? We're, you know, it, it, you get it already. I mean, everybody's going to get it. Just to, today I was reading a story. The, the health professionals are basically saying everybody's going to get this sooner or later. You can't hide from it. I'm glad I had it early on, and I guess I had the worst version because I had the first one. Oh, Glenn isn't vaxxed. Okay, thank you, Ellen, for telling me that he's not vaxxed. Well, he'll make it. You know, he's not vaxxed. Well, okay. I uh, can't blame him. Okay, anyway, um, 
So this is a local story that's important to me, guys, all right, because I interviewed the widow of Eric Echevarria uh, very, very shortly after he was killed. This is um, a terrible story, and I'm not one to put a microphone in a widow's face, okay? I'm not that kind of person, but she was making news, and I wanted to talk about this. You guys remember this story? This happened December 30th of 2019. Hard to believe. So much for a justice, right? Two years ago. 52-year-old Eric Echeverria was killed by Zion Collins, who was driving 90 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, when he crashed into Eric Echeverria. Okay? And uh, but here's the problem couple of things. First of all, apparently this guy, Zion Collins, was a UNLV star basketball recruit. Well, that's over, at least for now. Should be forever, but okay. And um, UNLV, of course, you know, dropped him after that. He was a star high school guy. But apparently he had a, a history of driving really, really fast and very irresponsibly in very fast cars like his Charger or Challenger, 2016 Dodge Challenger. Okay. Listen, I get it. You're young. You have too much testosterone and you are driving too fast, but you shouldn't be doing it in a way that's, you know, obviously uh, unsafe. So he killed Eric Echeverria and uh, it was terrible, tragic for the family. He left behind a wife, children. It was awful, just awful. Can you imagine what that's like? A person goes to run errands and they come home and they're, you know, they're, they're never come home, 52 years old. Okay. Now this guy, because he's a star basketball recruit and I'm not, has a couple of fancy schmancy attorneys in town, David Chesnoff and Richard Schoenfeld, who I'm not bashing. Everybody's entitled to a defense. And if listen, if I were in a pickle, a legal pickle, I'd hire the best lawyers I could get also. Because even if you plead guilty, which I doubt he will, even if you plead guilty, you are entitled to a legal defense. And if I were in a situation, I'd get the best lawyers I could possibly get. And maybe you plead guilty because you realize you did it. Maybe you don't. Every case is different, but I would get the best legal counsel I could. I remember there was a guy here years ago. If you've been in Vegas for a long time, a long time, you remember this case. There was a guy many years ago, a very weird looking guy. And I'm doing this from memory. I don't have it in front of me because I wasn't planning to talk about it. Stay with me. Killed a little girl. Um, there was a little girl killed. Not the one, not the little girl who was killed in the arcade by, by those teenage kids. There was a man who was accused of killing a little boy and putting his body under a trailer out by uh, state line. Okay, not Gene, but State Line, Nevada, between Nevada and California, if you don't, if you're not from Vegas. And there was a little child killed. All right. Well, there was a really weird looking guy. His name was Hopped. His last name was Hopped, H-A-U-P-T. And he, he they caught him on camera doing nothing, just being in the casino, kind of a weird looking dude. But then it turned out there were other people like him in the casino, oddly enough. Anyway, long story short, I didn't know I wasn't in talk radio at the time. This is a long time ago. In the 90s, I believe. And I remember reading the case just in the newspaper, the accounts in the newspaper every day. And I thought, if this guy did it, they haven't proven it. You know, I wasn't in court, but I was reading the, and I'm like, I'm not seeing anything here that proves this guy did anything to this kid. Okay. And the guy had gotten really good counsel and was able to get off the hook. And I don't think they ever proved that he did it. And, and here's the crazy thing. The guy said at the end of the trial, he said, if I had not had the resources to get good counsel, uh, the best possible lawyers, I would be in jail right now because they did all kinds of things. Not, I don't, th I don't think he did it. I really don't think he did it. But if he hadn't had good counsel, he would have gone away for a very long time. And there are, how many people have we heard about who've had ineffective counsel? You know, along the way, if you're poor, you get ineffective counsel sometimes. And you listen, there's some public defenders who do a great job, but their, their resources are limited. Let's be honest about that. When it comes to justice, it's not black or white, it's green. 
and Zion Collins is black and he's got lawyers I could never afford. Okay. So justice is green and you can afford the best lawyers. They're going to fight this. They're going to fight that. Whereas a private person might say, Oh, you know, we can't afford to file this. We can't afford to file that. Or it's a public defender's office. So they're limited. So anyway, uh, you all understand that, but here's the point that I wanted to make about this. His lawyers are now saying, Apparently, after this accident, he had three nanograms of THC per milliliter of blood in his system. Now, I'm not going to get too in the weeds in, in the chemistry. Just stay with me here, okay? Because I always go right to the principle. I just skip to the da-da-da-da-da. Let's go right to what matters, all right? But he had three nanograms of THC per milliliter of blood in his system. The legal limit for drivers in Nevada at the time of the crash, this is two years ago, was two nanograms, Okay. Now, his lawyers have said that the level of THC in his system was so low it could have been consumed days before the crash. And there was a woman years ago who killed six kids on the highway, and there was a whole controversy. I interviewed her lawyer at the time, and uh, Jessica Williams was her name, and there was a big controversy about whether she had the residuals of marijuana or whether she was actively stoned when she hit these kids. It was a whole long thing. I'm not going to revisit that today. I did have her attorney in studio, and it was pretty fascinating. But here's the point this is the problem with legalizing marijuana. Now, had we not legalized marijuana in Nevada, and I know conservatives who are making money off this. I don't know how you call yourself a conservative and make money off this, but I know conservatives who are in this business, okay? Who don't care who dies. They don't care because they have their sack of gold. All right. Now, if you smoke pot, are you the worst person on the planet? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when society puts things out, and they, and, and I'm going to quote my friend Frank Turek, as I don't ever steal anybody's lines. Frank Turek is a great guy. He's an apologist, uh, author of a book, a couple of books. One's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. You can find his podcast. Great guy. I'm going to type his name in, look for him. Absolutely fantastic, brilliant guy. Okay. Former naval officer. He's an apologist. Okay. Look him up, Dr. Frank Turek. Frank Turek has a great concept that he talks about, and I think it's brilliant. He said, society can do one of three things. Society can prohibit something, it can permit it, or it can promote it, okay? And so, you know, you're not going to stop everybody from smoking pot. You weren't going to stop that before. All you've done now is give other people who call themselves respectable the ability to make money off it. Their people are still buying it, you know, on the street, still getting it cheaper other places. California, the pot industry is collapsing. It's not making any money, which is hilarious to me. So the point I'm making is this. When you make it legal, now, instead of being able to charge this guy with felony DUI, no matter what level of THC was in his system, I mean, I guess you could try to prove he smoked it last week, but if it's illegal, it's illegal. And if it's in your system, it's in your system, right? Well, no, not now, because pot's legal. So his lawyers, and you can't blame them for this. I, listen, I think Zion Collins should go away for a very long time. I'm talking about the legal aspects of this, Okay. His lawyers are saying that this, you know, this level was so low, it could have been consumed days before. What, what are you going to do? Pot's legal. If he smoked it Friday and he killed Eric on, on Sunday, wh what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Well, he wasn't stoned at the time. That's the problem. That's the problem. And apparently there's a new state law that was enacted July 1st. It should apply to his case because it's still being litigated. That statute removed a prohibition on specific amounts of marijuana in a driver's blood for misdemeanor cases, but maintained the limit in felony DUI cases. 
Interesting point. So if you're, it's a misdemeanor, eh, if it's a felony DUI, they're going to change the nanograms. What? I don't blame his lawyers. And once again, I'm not defending Zion Collins at all. It's horrific what happened, but you got to look at it from the legal standpoint. So the lawyers are saying the new state law is unconstitutional because it relies on different standards for misdemeanor and felony cases. Right. I agree with that. They're right. It has to be unconstitutional. How can it apply to one person and not another person? How can that possibly be the case? So this is what you get when you get good counsel. And by the way, like I said, he's black. His lawyers are white. I couldn't afford his lawyers. Okay. So without getting, I don't want to get in the weeds about when the, with the amount, the nanograms, and that, 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 nobody cares about that. But the point I'm making is the lawyers are right. And this is what happens when you legalize pot. You know, a lot of people say, and I've heard a lot of people argue over the years, if you just, this is what they say. Let's just legalize it and tax it because it's already happening. Let's legalize what? Prostitution? It's already happening. Car theft? It's already happening, right? That That's really what it comes down to. You know, that when it comes to vice, when it comes to moral situations, you can't just say, let's just legalize it and tax it. Or I love this one. We're losing the fight on blank, 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 blank. So let's just legalize it. Okay, we're losing the fight on car theft. Should we make that legal? Because after all, it's a big hassle to lock these people up and you can't really catch them. And Right? So that is a ridiculous logic. Ridiculous logic to me to say we're losing the fight on drugs. People are going to do it anyway. So let's legalize it and tax it. And like I said, I've got conservative people in my, not people I'd call friends at all. Some people who really surprised me and disappointed me who got on board the uh, pot train because they don't care. They get their bag of gold. They don't give a damn who dies. They don't care how it affects society. And I have zero regard for people like that. Zero. And I know some conservatives in that business. So anyway, I, I think it's an important uh, point legally that the lawyers are making. I talked to Anne-Marie Echeverria last night. I'll talk to her. We'll, we'll do a video interview with her. She was This was all new to her yesterday, so we really didn't get a chance to, hadn't really, uh, you know, she hadn't talked to her people about her counsel, whatnot. But I'm telling you, the lawyers are making a very good point here. I'm not saying that this kid should get off the hook. I'm going to say this 22 times. I don't think this kid should get off the hook. But this is the problem with legalizing the substance. Now, if you have it in your body, it's a question of, well, you know, he, it was legal, but... <laughs> Okay. So that's an issue. That's a real issue. And I get it, Jackie. I, it wasn't, I, I realize that these things can be used medicinally and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and the edibles, I've never, you know, I've never done that stuff. So I hear, I understand they're pretty strong. I don't know. I'm just making the point that when society legalizes it, this is the problem we have because how much, how much is allowed? So now that's the situation we're in. And I feel terrible for this, this, uh, you know, I don't feel sorry for this kid. I feel sorry for the family of Eric Echeverria. You know, he left behind children, a wife who loved him very much. His kids loved him very much. A lot of brokenhearted relatives because this punk is driving 95 miles. What's it? What is it? 90 miles an hour in a 35 mile zone. Yeah. Didn't care about anybody but himself. Just a little punky kid with too much testosterone and a fast car. So it's very sad. But I'm telling you, the lawyers are making a good legal point. Uh, one other thing about this now. Justice of the uh, Peace, Susan Balcom, refused to dismiss the charges in July. I know her and I know Susan Johnson. On Friday, District Judge Susan Johnson, like I said, I also know her, filed court papers refusing to reverse Balcom's decision. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens. A status check on the case is scheduled for February 3rd. 
Uh, but at this point, this kid should be at UNLV playing basketball, and that's not happening. Can you imagine how his family feels? But here's the thing. There were things that came out in the beginning of this case about how many people uh, or, you know, or how many times he'd driven fast and things like that. Now, I, I can't speak to him because I don't know anything about him. But I'll tell you something. There's a lot of coddling of professional athletes. You guys all know this, right? You're six, seven, eight years old. You can throw a football, throw a baseball, catch it, throw a basketball, whatever. And everybody kisses your butt. Coaches don't want to correct you because you're the, you know, the next big thing. Parents are going, hey, he's going to buy me a house someday. Nobody wants to correct you. Nobody wants to stop you. Nobody wants to get on your bad side because you're going to be a pro someday. Nobody wants to interfere with your future. And so this kid was caught multiple times and ticketed multiple times for driving ridiculous amounts uh, of speed. And, you know, so this wasn't a one-off on him. Okay, This wasn't a one-day, whoops, I looked down and I hit the gas pedal. No, 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 no. Drop my phone and hit the gas pedal. No, this was a kid who did this. He had a pattern of this behavior from what I understand. So I do think he should go away for a very long time. But his lawyers, in my opinion, have a solid point. Because in, in Nevada, we legalized this crap because everybody wanted to get their bag of gold and nobody wanted to really look into the ramifications of it. How do you really know if somebody's stoned? How do you really know? I mean, it's the same with DUI tests, really, because I used to do every year when I was uh, doing a morning show, I would get drunk on the air. I know it seems crazy. Drunk on the air. Uh, with stop DUI, they would be there and they'd have the Nevada Highway Patrol and I would drink and they would test me and this and that. Okay. By 0.5, you, I mean, less than that, even like one drink, I can feel it. Okay. And usually by the time I'm 0.5, I'm hoo hoo. And they can arrest you. You may not know this, but they can arrest you for DUI, even if you're under 0.08, if you're acting, and I certainly would be acting drunk. Okay. Everybody's different. And that's the problem, too. But they have to have a legal standard, and that's what the legal standard is. But in the case of Zion Collins, anyway, it's a mess. It's terrible. And there are a lot of athletes who are coddled from the time they're little kids. White, black, just everybody just looks the other way. Because my kid's a star athlete. How many stories do we have like that of, of athletes who've blown their, you know, Johnny Manziel was one of those guys, right? Johnny Football. You know, and who knows how much he was coddled, apparently, from what I've heard from people in that who lived, you know, where he was going to college. They just look the other way. Nobody wants to give you a hard time because you're a star. And so it leads to this. If you don't get a hold of these kids and teach them some humility when they're little kids, this is what it leads to. This kind of behavior. This kind of behavior. It's terrible. So anyway, um, that's my rant for today. <laughs> I'm just really upset about this case because I have uh, interviewed and, and talked to the, the widow and it just breaks my heart. It's terrible. But the lawyers, I'm telling you right now, they have a uh, they have a good case. We'll see what happens with it. Okay, that's it for today, guys. Check these out at HeidiHarris.com and also on YouTube, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show YouTube page. And uh, Sunday night, I'm doing my show, of course, every week, as I do. I always do this wrong. In St. Louis, 97.1 FM Talk. I'm doing that uh, show Sunday night. Then I'll be doing Monday. I'll be filling in for Mark Cox in St. Louis. I know. How am I going to do this? And then that afternoon, I'm going to be filling in in South Carolina. Ay, 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 how is she going to do it? I have no idea. Lots of Excedrin. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great day. And you know what? Life is short. Make today count, okay? And never forget, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Mm -hmm.